0: welcome to Erie Iceland.
1: Whether you're captivated by folklore, paranormal, sorcery, the hidden people, haunted things, people or locations in Iceland, you've come to the right place. Here, you'll venture into the dark side of Iceland.
0: I'm Anne. I'm Vanessa. We're two girl bosses who are obsessed with all of these things. Will you dare to follow us into this unexplainable realm?
1: Hey, Vanessa.
0: Hey, Anne, how fucking cold is it outside? It is so cold. I had a really hard time getting up this morning. Right. And we
1: thought that winter couldn't get colder or worse.
0: And we're only in the middle
1: of it. I know. All right. But the good news is maybe it can get better. Hopefully. Okay. So, you know, I love a good ghost story, right, Vanessa? I mean, who doesn't? That is, that is true. That is true. Well, before I jumped into the research for today's episode, I kind of sat with it for a second thinking like, I was wondering kind of where it all began for me. Like, where does this addiction or obsession come from? And so I was like, never really a big reader growing up, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of like researching and reading books and that kind of stuff, like... But looking back, I was addicted to these, like, Haunted Ohio books. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hmm Haunted Ohio. I grew up in Podunk, Little Ohio alongside Lake Erie. And it was, like, one of these things where I just felt like I could connect because I just, like, my little, like, traveler brain would wander around and think, I'm going to get to these places one day and I'm going to experience this shit, right? But, like... There were, like, five of them published from, like, 1991 to, like, 2003. I know. I'm, like, dating myself. Don't say it. Just, like, don't say it. And uh, it's likely why, after reading all of those books, that I love every single freaking Icelandic ghost story that anyone is willing to share with me. But, like, I know where I come from, but, like, where's your ghost-loving history
0: Well, I grew up in a very Christian household, and um, so I wasn't allowed to, like, read ghost books or see any, like, haunted movies and stuff like that because— Did you secretly want to? Oh, yes. Tell me I'm not allowed to do something, and I'm going to do it. Just, you know. So if you want me to do something, you should probably be like, don't wash that floor. And I'll be like, oh, I won't. Watch me, and then I'll do it. (laughs) I hope, Mom— well, I mean, I don't live with her anymore, Daniel. Disregard that last part. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, um, I grew up in this Christian household and weren't allowed to watch things like that or read stuff like that because um my my family believed that if, if you did, you were like opening the door for like Satan to like, I don't know, like come and not possess me, but like, I don't know, like spoil my thoughts or something. That's, so that's likely the why that my mom would
1: never, ever let me play with a Ouija board. Oh, I've played with a Ouija board before and I wait, 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 Christian household. And you're like going around playing with a Ouija board. Exactly. But point. my ghost loving mama like won't let me do like, like I told you, if I'm okay. not allowed
0: to do something. I'm going right. to do it. Find a way. But um, for my listeners, for our listeners, don't. Do it like I am thirty-five years old, and just a few like months ago, I could sleep with the closet door open. So for like, wait, 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 like first time ever? No, for the first time in like twenty years. Like from the first time since I played with that Ouija board, ah. I've been able to sleep with an open closet door because I was terrified of the closet. Yes, as a grown up, because I played with a Ouija board. It's some dangerous shit. Do you think your daughter has played with a Ouija board? Uh, I don't think so, and I pray to God she won't, because it's fucking scary. And don't do it. But what if she brings home a ghost? What would you do? Well, I would hope he was a nice one. He, he, <laughs> they. I mean, a ghost doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. That's true. That's true.
1: And actually, my st- that's a perfect segue into my story today, because I am super excited to share with you— That, like a story that anyone visiting Iceland could possibly experience. My story today is about the famed ghost of Stapi. Also referred to as the Icelandic cliff ghost. So some occurrences I found say that the ghost is said to haunt the entire Rägenäs Peninsula as a whole. But other things that I read also said that it is specifically is in an area called Volgastapi, which is the area between Keflavik and the village of Nardvik. Did I say those okay, Vanessa? Yes. Great. Which is approximately like a five kilometer stretch or three miles for those of our mile loving folks out there. This way actually used to be the way that route one ran. It actually ran closest to the ocean. It didn't go by like the aluminum plant, you know, that's now there on your stretch of, you know, span that you're going to and from the airport. It actually like butted up right against the ocean for the longest time at least through that stretch nearest to, you know, the Keflavik International Airport. So that our listeners can kind of picture where this is. I know, Vanessa, you're really familiar with the area. Or if some of you guys are curious that, you know, when you come to Iceland on your way to or from the airport, I want to give you a little visualization. I want to allow me to set the scene a little bit on where this kind of ghost story takes place. Because as far as we know, these are true occurrences that have happened. These are documented occurrences. So... Before we dive into the story, picture this for for me. If you're coming from the Keflavik International Airport and you're jumping onto the main road at the second roundabout, because as soon as you come out of the airport, there's a roundabout, then the second one that you're going to take, you're going to take the second exit. The first one's going to take you straight heading towards Reykjavik, but the second exit is going to head towards the town of Keflavik. And that's the main town that the airport is adjacent to, and then when you turn right onto the road Narvartbrout, correct me, please. Njårviksprout. Oh Jesus! Yeah, not going to get that. Okay, thank you for that pronunciation correction. This is actually the original way, again, that Route One took until it was rerouted in two thousand eight. Oh wow. That's kind of recent, right? So, if you explore this stretch of landscape, you're going to find panoramic views of the cliff and the ocean because you're a stone's throw away. You know, you can easily head out there and, and get some really magnificent views. So, all right, now that we know that the general area, what is it about this ghost of Stoppy, right? So, from the sources that I consulted with, it was a bit vague on who the ghost was right? Some of the local folks claim that he was a traveler or a farm hand who was caught in the weather and then stopped at a nearby farm to seek shelter, but he was denied and he ultimately froze to death.
0: Oh, wow. That's gruesome.
1: I know, like goosebump city happening right now, right? Which then makes me kind of understand why this ghost is said to be vengeful, because, you know, no one helped him. And so he's kind of getting his, you know, kicks in the afterlife per se. You know, if something bad happens to you, then you're vengeful at that point, right? And then some people also say that he's also been helpful, which I'll elaborate on in just a few minutes. There are many sightings of the same entity along this stretch of road. Typically people will either see a man his car, or other unexplainable forms. So you're probably kind of wondering what those might be, right, Vanessa? Yeah. Okay, so I got five. Let's count them down. So one, some say he greets people by taking off his head. Like he's almost like tipping his hat to you. You know how people do that? But instead this guy takes his head off. Yikes. Yeah, okay. Number two. He's seen holding his head under his arm, like hitchhiker style. But he wasn't beheaded. Right. I think they're like, you know how like in the movie Beetlejuice, they can do all these like creepy weird shit. So he's like kind of, that's kind of what I envision. He's like purposely being creepy. Right. Okay. Purposely being creepy. Okay. Number three, people see a car that disappears into thin air when driving past it at night. Uh-huh. Kind of makes me want to go out for a ride tonight, right? Goosebumps. Uh-huh. Number four, that the man tries to hitch a ride, but disappears while on the ride.
0: Oh, hell uh-huh. no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Full body goosebumps
0: happening. Like, if that happened to me, I'd be like, sign me into a mentalist. <laughs> like I'm seeing things. Yes. Number five, people see tricky forms
1: or some kind of like uh like a strange occurrence, which they can't really explain. Okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you some stories that kind of center around these different vibes and different situations that I just kind of like elaborated on. Right. So for the first one, let's rewind back to circa 1927. This is like You know, when Iceland is like getting cars and, you know, building up and, you know, that kind of shit. So it said that the stoppy ghost was hitchhiking and he was said to have been picked up by a truck driver. Then the ghost asked the driver if there were any other cars behind them. Why? Mm Mm-hmm. And so when the driver transitioned his attention from the ghost next to him, he looked up in like the rear view mirror or maybe the, you know, what is it? Rear view mirror here. And then like, what is this here? The side view mirror? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that. When he transitions his attention that way, it's like the ghost took off his head and holds it out the window. Like a party trick. What the... Right?
0: Kind of fun though. But did they like crash
1: the truck? I no one knows. I, or I, I don't I didn't read. It was just an occurrence of like, Hey, I saw the stoppy ghost. This is what the fuck happened. Oh my okay. god. Okay. Now, this one, this will strike a little home to you because you've got roots at the military base that was once here, right? So when the U.S. NATO base was here in the 1960s, there was a group of teenagers who drove from Reykjavik to a convenience store that was open 24-7, you know, thanks to the military base. So they could just get whatever the fuck they wanted whenever the fuck they wanted, right? Right. So apparently when they drove through, they noticed these like dusty, twirly forms, almost like little tornadoes following them,
0: which is, which isn't, we don't have tornadoes in Iceland. No, I mean, we have like
1: dust storms. So like, that's what I kind of think might have been happening, but not in that area because it's like lava rocks. Right. It's not like sand. Well, that's what makes it so much more like eerie. Right. But wait, wait, wait. So not only these weird dusty forms, like, you know, visually create this weird thing for them, but it fucked with the electronics in the car. Oh, shit. Like, I don't know if this was like lights blinking or if it was like the car shuts off. Like, I don't, I mean, probably not because it's like a combustion en- engine, so probably not. But um, they, I, I don't know. It was just like so strange, but until they cleared the area, this thing fucked with it. This like, you know, five kilometer stretch or three miles. Like, so that was another story. Like, how fun is that? You know, military roots. Like, could you imagine? Do you think your family like went to the 24-7 convenience store?
0: Um, All I can remember is Wendy's. So I'm not a big Did you say Wendy's? Yeah. We had a fucking Wendy's Where? It was only for military, but because my grandpa was military, I, I got to go to
1: Wendy's. Oh my gosh. And did you have chicken
0: nuggets? Um, Or what was your favorite thing there? We would usually just get a hamburger and then a Frosty, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I mean, if you go to Wendy's and don't get a
1: Frosty, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. We digress because, you know, we don't have any of the delicious American fast food that, you know, you guys do out in America and everywhere else in the world. We are just fiending a tiny bit. Okay. All right. So the next occurrence is actually shared in a book written by Gudni Jonsson, that in the 1970s, a dying man was found in this area, this five mile, this, or I'm sorry, five kilometer stretch. And when the man was finally able to recover and speak about what happened to him, he only referenced that he saw the ghost of Stoppy and nothing more.
0: Like he didn't even say like he, he just saw him like he just walked past him or something or or like what happened to him? Why he was dying was because of the
1: ghost of Stompy. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. Yeah. In the most recent decades, the Stop a ghost joins folks who invite him into their cars for a ride. So let's say dudes out there hitchhiking. I'm assuming with his head on so that you actually will invite him to come into your car. Yeah. Are you, you, you're visualizing this, right?
0: No, I just like, why is this guy always like hitchhiking? Like, where's he trying to go? Like, aren't you dead? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But the catch here is that
1: when he's in the car, he doesn't answer questions. Like, you know, us in the front seat, chit-chatting away, trying to find out who the fuck he is and, you know, his story and where is he from, where is he going, all of that. He doesn't answer. He's like a mute. And then he just disappears while the car is moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's scary. Yeah, it's creepy shit. So also within this stretch of road, drivers have had situations where figures— or people like this man appears in their back seat. Like, I didn't pick up a hitchhiker, but there's
0: somebody spooky in my back seat. Yeah, like I've heard that before. You, you have. Yeah. So you've heard of the stoppy ghosts. I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, like without knowing it was him, but like oh, okay. I've, I've heard about people talking about like all of a sudden they like look in their rearview mirror and there's someone sitting in the back seat and they're just like, what the hell? And then they look back, and there's no one there.
1: Exactly. That was exactly what I was getting at. It's that like when the driver finally notices in the rearview mirror that he's like in the car, he like disappears when they like change the glance. And so when he actually turns around to try to see it face to face, dude's not there. That's that's crazy. But wait, Vanessa, I have saved the best encounter for last. you ready for this? So when the new road was being built, the men, because remember, this is like 2008, the men who were working on it decided to spend their free time along the cliffs of the old road, searching for eggs, because that was like a thing, I guess, at that time, or maybe for those folks, right? Unfortunately, one of the men fell and the other one got stuck trying to rescue him. And it's said that a blue hand was extended to him to get him unstuck to help the other man, you know, who needed the rescuing. Then both men, while climbing back up, see the same blue hands extended to them for help up. And like the men speak of this and they're like very adamant that they were blue hands. As in like frozen hands, like, like he froze to death? Right. That's like what's kind of insinuated. But then there was like another story that I kind of like read that, you know, maybe it was also this farmhand just ended up in the sea or something since he was close so close to you know. So there's like mixed things that I read, but either way, he's like haunting the stretch of road. But in some cases, this is the only case that I found that he's like a helpful, like, you know, ghost, you know, helping someone out of a tragic situation. But maybe at that time he was thinking of himself and he, you know, wished someone would have helped him. I don't know. Right. And the rest of the sightings are obviously like fun and games probably for him in his afterlife. Right. But uh, sadly, the sightings went down after like route one was moved further inland to the road that we all drive now. But I think this is the perfect excuse to take a detour or two from the airport. What do you think?
0: Hell yeah. After all, I think I'd be curious to see, especially if you get one of those text messages telling you that your flight's delayed, boom, bingo. You have something to do. Love it. But today people say you shouldn't pick up
1: hitchhikers, especially if you're driving in the car and you're by yourself in this
0: area. But I'll leave that up to you if you want to dare. Oh, I would. Remember, tell me not to do something. I'm going to do it. Perfect. Thanks, Vanessa. No, oh, thank you, Anne.
1: Thank you so much for venturing into the dark side of Iceland with us. We
0: hope our stories resonate with you. Stay tuned for more nightmare-worthy podcasts. And if you want to hear more, give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. You can also find us on Instagram at Erie Iceland and by searching Erie Iceland on Facebook. See you next time.